0: Yo 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 what up everyone welcome to another brand new episode of the world famous the award winning behind the baller podcast coming to you live from Los Angeles California yes I am back home uh, temporarily This is episode 399, guys. This is going to be a very short but very special episode. Why is it special? There are no ads, no commercials, no interruptions. We're going straight gangster, no chaser at all, whatsoever. 180 proof, you know the deal. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, also known as the Korean Harry Higgs a.k.a. The Wash Lord, a.k.a. Back Nine Ben. This show is brought to you by none other than the podcast Kings. That's the Dust Brothers, Miles Davis, Jordan Winter, with original music by Lakey. This is episode 399, guys. There will not be an episode 400. I mean, I'm sorry. There will not be a Monday episode, which would have been episode 400. I got some good news. I'll get into that in a second. Uh, It is my birthday in two days. I'm gonna take a little time off one day extra with my kids, spend a little special time with them. It's been a little crazy, you know what I mean? So yo guys, let's get into it. First off, thank you, Miles. Thank you, Lakey, for that beat. So, yeah, the last, um, shit, five days, right? The last five days or so I've been in San Diego for obvious reasons. Uh, I played the Farmers Open Pro-Am. And um, no surprise here, uh, placed fifth place, which isn't bad. Didn't uh, take home the trophy, right? Back to back. It's funny, um, Grant Horvat originally of uh, Good Good fame. He uh, had just signed with TaylorMade last year, about this time. I met him in person for the first time then. He was super geeked up, excited. He's shot fucking an amazing amount of content since then. And he's like, bro, I'd fucking rather have the trophy than this and that. And he's, by the way, he's a fucking amazing golfer. And, you know, um, I uh, saw him literally as soon as I got there I was there bright and early. As soon as the doors opened up, I had an eight thirty-eight AM tea time, and uh, he was like, "Yo, I feel like we're gonna win it this year." He got paired up with Jason Day, Micah Morris, who's his fucking you know partner, who's obviously you know plus handicapped, and then Tisha Allen, who I had on my team last year, and she was probably the secret weapon, along with obviously John Rahm. Now, mind you, the women's. Some some of their tee boxes are almost 100 yards forward. Tisha could drive the ball 275, 290 all day long. So I mean, she's gonna outdrive Rom on almost all the drives, and she's also a plus handicap. So you got four pretty much almost pros. How the fuck do you not win? Now the crazy part about this is the weather sucked. It's fucking pouring rain on fucking Saturday, pouring rain on Sunday pouring fucking rain and flooding Monday. There wasn't a place open to even practice on Monday. And I think they had to do the, the qualifier somewhere else, at Tory. And um, it was just a mess. The fucking fairways were wet. The rough was a fucking disaster. Ten times worse than last year. It was tough. You're seeing pros try to get out of the rough. It was so fucking shitty. Right? I had uh, an original outfit my favorite golf shoes right now are these uh, G4, G112s. Comfy. The insoles is incredible. They're grippy. You can still wear them. They're soft spikes. They, I like the way they look. And there's all white with kind of clear um, gum sole spikes. It just—it was a fucking dope pair. I had these olive pants, semi-baggy. Um, had this gray uh, V-neck sweater, cashmere sweater. I had a fucking my white lakeside country club polo. I was ready to go f- fitted. White hat, the whole nine. And then um, the uh, G4 sent the package two day air. Fucking weather in North Carolina, where I guess uh, they they have the same distributor, same ownership as uh, Peter Millar, didn't get to me. So they sent another one overnight now to my hotel in San Diego. That didn't get there. So two different fucking pairs. Sounds like a tragedy, but I'm just, you know, I'm big on what I'm going to rock. So I was like, you know what? I'm going all black on black. Fuck that! So I did in Chicago with Liv. You know, boom! This is it. This is my fifth pro. I'm about to get lit. Thank God I wore all black. Cause motherfuckers who are wearing light colors, their shit was fucking all messed up. Now, originally, I was paired up with Shane Laurie. Yes, this dude is a fucking legend. Ryder Cup winner, 2019 British Open major winner. When I don't know how many events Over a dozen events probably Placed third at the Masters two years ago or last year Not 2023 but the year before that I mean he's just incredible And I think Maybe my head got too big And maybe I asked for too much But they regrouped me And uh, I got paired up With Lee Hodges Young PGA player And another guy Aaron Rye British guy um, who's out of Florida now More about that in a minute. Um, My group was me, Scott Eastwood, yes, Clint Eastwood's son, um, who's actually a very good friend of my sister's, and my sister's styled him for many years. Alyssa, New Lady Golf, who does a lot of social content with golf and things like that, she's a PXG girl, she also works with farmers a lot. And then uh, Cole Walliser, who is a, a host on E! News and everything else, and he's been doing his thing. And so we didn't really have anybody who was near scratch. So that right there was just like, you know, and on top of that, they gave us half the strokes of our handicap. So it was just, it was like a, a losing situation. Now the thing is, I wasn't too familiar with Lee Hodges. I knew that, you know, he's from Alabama. I didn't know much about Aaron Ray at all. When I remember I was like, oh shit, there's the guy who wears two gloves and he has iron covers. And I won't even get into that because I don't feel like I have enough time for this episode to do that. But both these fucking dudes were brilliant golfers. I'm not saying it because I played with them. I'm telling you this because I've played with at least 25 tour pros. And I played with at least seven or eight out of the top 10 on the earth. And I'm going to say Lee Hodges and Aaron Rye can swing with the best of them. That's how fucking good these dudes were. I was really underestimating the fact that we went minus oh sorry lee shot minus six he shot a fucking 30 on the front nine in these shitty ass cold windy fucked up rough everything conditions Aaron rye himself went minus five or minus six we did minus 13 total minus 14 total and you know we did have some help you know with strokes and everything else but i'll be real last year i didn't bring my three wood went through a swing change about six weeks ago. I'm 100% a better player now for several different reasons. I know why I'm missing, where my shots are going. I have a way better idea of how I approach a hole and my knowledge of the game has gotten so much better. Have strokes come off? Yes, here and there. Has the handicap went down? A little bit. Now, I think my handicap a year ago was a vanity handicap. I don't think it was realistic because the gin is just not whatever. Now the subscribers who listen to this show, you've played with me. I'd say one in every six rounds I have a bad round. This was definitely kind of borderline on that. I hit seven fairways out of 14. Right? I had some brilliant shots. I had some shots that were fucking great. And I had some shots that were pretty bad. And I would say a lot of those shots that were bad were because I was such in a fucking rush and I have no idea why I was in a rush. I had all the time in the fucking world. I would notice these dudes stand over the ball for 15 seconds, take 10 to 20 seconds before they fucking walked up to the fucking to the tee box. And the front nine was just like, what the fuck? My tee shot, hole one, this time the announcers didn't fuck me up, I brought my driver. Went to the kingdom. Got fitted by my boy, Greg Manley. He's actually the president of the kingdom. He's the director. Got the new QI10 driver. It is definitely very forgiving. Got fitted. Just fucking, it was actually really good. I'll tell you some positive notes. Last year, my ball speed in June was like 129, 129 miles per hour. Right now, it's 142 miles per hour. To even jump up three, four miles is huge. and I'm still new, so it's different. And I'll still have a lot more to go. All my wedges are 12 to 16 yards further. And my four hybrid, 10, 15 yards further. The new QI10 four hybrid is fucking amazing. Didn't change my three wood, didn't change my five wood. Did not want to, did not at all. I'm gonna tell you this real quick. I used my three wood three times at the farmer's open, right? All 3 times they went the number. I used my 5 wood 5 times. All 5 times they went the number. The crazy part was on the back 9, hole 10, well, I'm sorry, hole 1, peered it. Little baby draw 255 yards. Beautiful. Died. Just died in the fucking, it was just, the grass was wet, didn't really roll, right? Not really high trajectory, it was a good trajectory. Hole 10, pured that bitch down the middle again. Now, the crazy part was, I'm here rushing, still soaking it all up, you know, walked almost eight fucking miles, Torias is long, very hilly, beautiful, and the weather started getting good on the back nine, and it just started getting really nice, and that's when I started to be like, damn man, I don't want this shit to end. It's like a five hour, six hour round, and I didn't want it to end because I was having so much, I had such a good fucking time. I think I had a better time this year than I did the year before when I when I won. I had way less, you know, uh, anxiety. But I put a lot of pressure on myself and I always told myself, I'm my biggest enemy. You know, when we got the whole 16, I got sad. And I was like, damn, man. So now I got my approach shot pretty semi-long, you know, uh, par four, uphill. I hit into the bunker. I get out the bunker, and I overshoot it. Almost go all the way, and I do, I'm sorry, I didn't go almost, I went all the way to the back of the fucking green. Just barely on the green, almost on the fringe, right? And the crazy part was, I had an 88-foot putt from my up and down par, Okay. 88 feet. This dude on the front nine, call him the putt king, he was uh, Lee Hodge's putting coach. This dude gave me a little tip, a little pointer. And you know, putting's not really a bad thing for me. This dude does this for a living, treat pros, you name it, and he noticed something. He says, working for some of your short things, your long ones, the way it's rolling, you know, you see the way a ball rolls, front to back, there is a difference. And I know that. And I think a lot of times I'm rushing, whatever, I used that technique, had an 88-foot semi-downhill putt for par, and I got it to six inches. It was a fucking amazing putt. They're like, yo, that was a fucking great putt. That was the only thing that I was doing really good. That was the most solid thing that I was doing. Made bogey. I had a pop on that hole, so obviously it was par. Now, 17, we get on. Alyssa hits a beautiful fucking drive. I have 205 yards to the pin. There's a bunker right in front of the pin, in front of the green. I go 45 feet right of that. I go the exact fucking number, almost pin high, take out my five wood. Boom, right? Take out my fucking 52 wedge, low chip shot, get it literally. Now, I thought I was going to go fucking, and I had maybe two or three times that I was in a hole out. Got it less than a foot tapped in legit birdie you know no pop on that hole then we go to 18 fucking amazing drive I got 140 yards in take out my fucking eight iron I have fucking wind helping and I had the purest best fucking swing of the day at that hole that approach shot out of four of us I was the only one that got on the green. Not even Aaron Rye, who was a fucking insane. He didn't get on. I got pin high, had an 18-foot putt for fucking par. I missed it. Barely rolled by it. It it skimmed the line, skimmed the cup, right? Three foot for bird. Fucking missed the fucking putt. And just, ugh, I had a pop on that hole. So I finished off strong, felt super good. There are some takeaways that I, I have to say. Out of the five proms I've played, out of the um, country clubs and places I've played, this was the best absolute caddy that I've ever had in my fucking life. This dude knew this course, knew every inch. He was so old school, and he was fairly young. He was so fucking on point, reading the putts, doing everything. There's a couple times I think he just wanted me to feel what I felt like doing, but he was a great caddy. Caddies at the farms One of the fucking best country clubs in fucking San Diego. It's a great course, tough course. I've played it, tough track. But there was a caddy, happens to be from Seattle. His name is Kelly. I had met him at Golf Mart a couple days before, or a day before. He was actually caddying for the girl, Alyssa. And I'm going to tell you this real quick. This motherfucking dude, one of the coolest motherfuckers. And I'm not saying that just because he was cool, he was walking with us. I'm saying this because this dude is fucking BTB Army. And I feel bad because I don't remember my fucking caddy's name, and it was crazy because I mean, 25, 30 fucking different pros, uh, pro caddies, they were all taking pictures of my Scotty camera, my one on one, to the point where I was actually embarrassed. No cap. Thank God I was using that bitch, but I mean, I was I was starting to get embarrassed. And I knocked down putts and all that, but it was just a it was a weird day because, you know, I don't think I had. I think I might have scored better last year, but my swing is night and day better. Definitely on my iron striking, but I had stupid fat shots that I was doing dumb shit from rushing. Don't know why I was in a rush again. But I gotta say thank you to Farmers Insurance. I gotta say thank you to Maggie at CAA Sports. Um, I think I'm coming back next year. And uh, I'm looking forward to live uh, Las Vegas. Live Las Vegas is in just uh, just under two weeks. I'm prepping for that. They gave me an insane amount of swag. Over $1,000 in fucking, in, you know, the pro shop credit, and then, you know, all this other stuff, and then food, and then, you know, liquor, and all kinds of shit, it, it was amazing. And again, I loved the two guys. I play with absolute fucking sticks. Day before the pro, I'm connect with my boy, Michael Block. You know I love this fucking dude made him a custom diamond bezel for his actual rolex that he got from rolex for being 2022 pga player of the year and he actually won it two years in a row so that was fucking dope but um i got to uh you know check out the u.s open i mean you know jesus christ the farmers open the next day my, my cousin pete came up with me so we got to kick it you know pete thought he was going pro he was younger, and, you know, he's watching these guys and just getting fucking super inspired. Like he was soaking it all up. And it was dope to see my cousin really soak it all in. So I went to the US Open. I mean, God damn, I said it again. Went to the Farmers Open, got to see Block T off, got to see my boy Bo Hostler. Um, who else? Got to see Colin. It was funny. Um, when I got to the range on the day of the pro-am, you know, I see Tony Finau in the bunker practicing, I see my boy uh, Sahith. Uh, Tigala and uh, at the range he's like what's up doll you good he goes you gonna defend your title you gonna go and get it and I was like fuck man I was embarrassed cause like I've seen the dude twice three times in person like you know he said that like, I'm like damn man he's by the way insane golfer as well but it, it was just an amazing experience another prom under the belt I'm looking forward to Vegas if you are gonna be in Vegas holla at your boy it is going to be a fucking movie now for those of you who thought I was gonna play the good good tournament I, I really wanted to This is a bigger opportunity for me. This is a bigger business opportunity for me long term. But obviously, you know, love Garrett, love Grant, love all the good, good dudes. And that tournament at Waste Management is going to be great. I just, man, I I like this was more important for my future now. Switching gears. I started listening to Club Shay Shay after that Cat Williams interview. I'm not going to talk about the Cat Williams interview, but... Shannon Sharp is funny. He's country as fuck. I love listening to him, certain things. Tell you the truth, I actually think I like listening to him um, with Nightcap with uh, um, Ocho Cinco. But he's gotten so popular and that Cat Williams interview has like 53 million views now that everyone in the world wants to be on that show. Now would I do a show, 100 million percent. I think he'd do some good research and I think that nobody in his fucking demographic would know half the crazy ass stories that I have to tell. And it'd be a great move for me, you know, publicity wise, but I'm not gonna go ask, dude. Oh, please get me on the show. But I thought about it and so many people want to be on his show now. His platform's so big that he's just, you know, he's allowing people to say whatever the fuck they want. He's not fact checking them. He's not, if one dude's talking shit about his homie, he's just letting them talk what they want to talk. And now, these people that are going on the show they're taking advantage of that. And they're out there just capping like fuck. And you gotta remember, these guys have anywhere from 1 million, 3 million, 10 million followers. And all they need is that 1% rule. 1% rule, all you need is 1% of a few million followers to believe your cap and boom, you're rich. So these motherfuckers out here lying like hell. Now, I didn't know who Country Wayne was. That doesn't mean he's not famous. That doesn't mean that he's not good or whatever. Scott, three or four million followers, whatever it is, right? My boy Lil Duvall's got a lot of followers, whatever. Lil du- 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 Duvall's funny. I'm sure he knows Quentin Wayne is, whatever. This dude's starting to say he pays $200,000 a month in child support. That's $2.4 million a year, right? Says he makes $5,000 in five minutes anytime he does a video, says on a bad week, he makes $90,000 a week. He didn't say from sold out shows, concerts, and everything else. Now again, I think this dude has a couple specials. I have never seen this dude sell out crypto.com arena, Staples Center, every city he goes to. If there's an NBA arena or a football arena, it's not him selling it out. I've never seen that, okay? He is talking about $90,000 a week on a bad week, strictly off monetization. Say so it's easy to make you oh $10 million off Facebook, easy. Monetization. I didn't say merch. I didn't say shows. I didn't say anything else. Not sponsored, nothing. Monetization. There are so fucking few people on the earth. And when I say few, I mean 0. .0002%. It's like one out of every 22 million people, maybe. And I even think maybe one out of every 220 million people could maybe make 10 million off of monetization on Facebook and Instagram alone. That dude, Caby Lame, Caby Lame, whatever his name is from TikTok, he could try to do engagement farming. He could engagement farm, clickbait the shit out of his stuff. I he needs to, on his Best fucking days, and go all out and not make ten million. And these guys are killing it. I'm just saying, bro. Just at a certain point when you're doing something, even if it's like you know the uh, life of Ryan, you know Ryan's World, whatever his name is, a uh, little kid on YouTube. Certain things, I get it. And it got nothing to do with racism. I'm just saying, bro. Some of the cap shit, even Cap Cap Williams. C-A-P-C-A-T-T. I'm sorry, K-A-T-T. But so, you know, his most recent interviews with 21 Savage. There is a point for about 20, 30 minutes where 21 Savage said, type shit. Yes, T-Y-P-E-S-H-I-T. He said, type shit. I am not exaggerating. In 20 minutes, he said it about 117 times. Throughout the interview, he might have said it 300 times. I almost thought about, you know, crashing my car. I just couldn't. So at that point, I couldn't listen to it anymore. So again, no matter how big he is and whatever else, I can't think of. um, I know maybe a couple 21 Savage songs and whatever, but I don't know, man. That was just, and again, I get it. He's talking about some really painful things in his life and everything else, but like he also said that um, he made more than $40 million a year. So he's making NFL starting QB money. And I'm like, <sighs> man, I'm start really saying some crap. I might go on Shay Shay and say some crazy shit. Switching gears again, guys. Real friends who are super tight homies and at one point become enemies or become arch enemies and then they become friends again that's when that bond becomes way stronger, right? There are people in my life that I've known a really long time. For whatever reason, we stopped talking. Could be some beef, could be something petty, could be something major. You know, when you get back, people really know you. They pay attention, and you know how well they know you because it clicks, right? That's what I mean. And the parallel in life is a good caddy will know what clubs you are using, your distances after about four holes, maybe five or six holes max, okay? They will hand you what you need, give you the real advice, okay? You don't pay a caddy to say yes to you. You pay that motherfucker to give you the real advice and win, that's what they want. You pay them to be real. If you win, we win. If I lose, we lose. So just think about that, all right? I've been seeing a lot of bullshit on socials, as I usually do. That's why Baller Bus is one of the greatest fucking pages to exist. But the special category of people, the it's never too late, believers. I got a message for you guys. I got a real big message for you guys. You guys are walking a thin dental floss line. What I mean is, if you are down twenty-one points in a football game, not a basketball game, if you are, you know what? Fuck that. In a basketball game too, if you are down twenty-one points with two minutes left and you got no timeouts, yeah, dog, it's this ain't Madden. You can't onside kick and then fucking run it back nine, nine, and fucking you know, you can't run hundred yards in nine seconds. Downside, you know, onside kick, no commercials. Run fucking seventeen seconds off the clock and have fucking fourteen points. No, it's the same. This ain't a video game. If you owe the bank four months, past due mortgage, and then you tell yourself, "Nah, I need these chrome hearts pants to do this fucking show because this shit's really gonna set off my crowd." Yeah, I, I'll get the mortgage next month. No, bro. If you're forty-one years old and you're talking about I am going to get picked up by an NBA team or an NFL team. No bro. In golf, Michael Block is one of the rarest cases you can you can mention, but you're talking about a dude who has been professionally playing as a PGA pro, not as a tour pro for 2-3 decades, right? He's been a pro for many years. He's won so many fucking tournaments and trophies and everything else, amateur events and all this such. He's been around forever. And he just barely now, from an amazing PGA Championship major play, got a 15th, he plays 15th. He's getting starts this year. He's got some exemptions. But oh yeah, the 20,000 hours of work he put in, that means something, okay? What I'm getting at, there's a difference. Between never giving up on your dreams. And the only time I'm thinking about that is you can never give up on your kids. But thinking that way to not, like, you know, give up on your goals because you want to do it for your kids, not for you, that shit has an expiration date too. And I'm not going to get into what you could be doing, but you want to risk it all. And now your kids don't have both parents present because you read somewhere big rewards take big risks. You read a passage from the Dalai Lama that was turned into a hood fucking scripture. Nah, let somebody that you love in on your risk, let somebody else assess it. But no, you can't do that because you also read somewhere don't trust anyone, don't tell people your dreams or your goals. Man, shut the fuck up. Do what the fuck you want and learn from your mistakes. All right? One person who hated on you or snaked you or backstabbed you might not be the very next person or it might not be the third. Have you ever heard of Reading the Room? You ever seen that one before on Instagram? The never say never people never give up. Sometimes those never-give-up people, they're already dead and won't listen. And they barely got a little battery left. They're not even on zero. They They're like a, got a little yellow bar or whatever. It's not even green or red. They got a little charge. Battery's yellow. They need a legit overnight charge to get back to ground level, not even get back to 100 because now you've killed your battery life, the actual extended life of it, right? These never give up people don't realize this is not Pac-Man. And they fuck around and find out this is not your practice life. This is real life, not practice. This is an actual championship game of your life, not practice. Ain't shit funny about gambling with your one life. All right. I'm going to end that there because their story ends here. I'm also not saying be a chicken shit. I'm not saying that. But you got to know when to fold a bad hand in life and when to make a bogey. All right, man. We gonna lighten the fuck up. Uh, I don't got a lot much to say, man. So I just uh, want to say I love you guys. And um, you know, my birthday is on Saturday. I'm gonna spend some time with my family. Um, not to be shared, really. Uh, probably being, you know, my private page if, if there is, just because it's family. I don't get to see my mom and things like that. But uh Drea Michelle, who was a friend of mine. And by the way, Drea is fucking bad as fuck. Dre is 40 and she is fucking beautiful. She is drop dead gorgeous, even, I remember Nicholas. you say, Jesus Christ, I get nervous when you're hanging around there, da, 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 da. we're both crazy. By the way, I think Dre's birthday was like in the last few days. But she's dating Jalen Green, NBA player, right? Jalen Green's what, 21? Maybe 22, how old oh, is Jalen Green, maybe 20? I don't know. The crazy thing is, her son is the exact same fucking age. I'm not gonna get into the whole history of her son or whatever else. She's been there for him. I'm her, I made him a Michael Jesus piece. And me and Dre used to be really close um, when she was engaged to Orlando Scandrick, that's my dog. And then we had a falling out over something petty. We're both the and I know how they act. And it's just the same thing with me and Cuddy and everything. It's just what it is, but I gotta be real, man. Saying that she's pregnant and I hope that these are just rumors. You gotta be a fucking weird fucking person. I'm sorry, i want to give a fuck how thirsty, how much you want the bag, whatever. I know it's some crazy shit. Andrea, I know you're not that crazy. It's already bad you dating somebody your son's age. But if you're pregnant, man, it's just, wow, 40, wow. Just to get to, I don't know, man. Shit is getting crazy out here, It makes me think about it, but hey, man, whatever. It's not my life, you know? People can fucking deal with whatever. There's people out there immune to hate, whatever, and they'll say, I'll never listen to it, whatever, boom. That shit could go on forever and ever. There's certain things that they don't forget some things they will look, oh, you're that person from the meme. But this ain't a meme. This is shit. It, this, is, this is crazy. All right. Reason why this episode is actually somewhat short, no commercials. Both Ryder and London made it to the finals of the spelling bee I'm going over shit with them. Uh, as you know, Ryder last year won his school spelling bee and then uh, he won the district spelling bee. In London, right now, made it to the finals. I am really fucking excited. So, I need to go on there. Before we go, I need to say fuck the Chargers, even though I have no beef with the Chargers, but I really did want Jim Harbaugh. The only thing with Harbaugh, he was never going to come to Seattle because Geno isn't it. Drew Locke isn't it. He was not going to come to any team without a legit quarterback. When I mean a legit, I'm talking about obviously Justin fucking Herbert, you know, Lamar Jackson. I don't even think Baker Mayfield would have moved the needle for him. You know, um, Trevor Lawrence, whatever the fuck it may be. Look, charges are going to be a problem. I know the Raiders fans, I know they're sick. Denver? Denver's really sick. How about this? Patrick Mahomes is pissed off for sure. So if you got any betting wishes, if I were you, jump on CaptainPicks.com. Because we're going to see who's going to go to the fucking Super Bowl after this weekend. And you already know what I think. I mean, I want the Lions to win, but at the same time, either way, ain't nobody beating the Ravens. And it doesn't matter if it's the Lions or the Niners not beating the Ravens, okay? Mahomes, he's broken all these crazy records, Tom Brady's records, how many playoffs and uh, Sue Wall appearances before 30, all this other shit before all this other crap. I don't give a fuck. they not taking down the Ravens, period. So, listen, guys, everyone have a great weekend. Just want to uh, shed some personal thoughts, some free game. We'll get into more of it a week from today. There's no episode Monday. I'm leaving with the kids. We're going to just be chilling, cold, cooling. And, uh, yo, guys, again, if you have not hit that subscribe button, hit it. Cold as ice is coming Jimmy has resurfaced I should have said that in the beginning My head hurts a little bit I'm fucking tired I had a long ass fucking drive And then uh, went right the fuck into it Right into daddy gang Right into homework Right into spelling bee fucking challenges I gotta make breakfast for these kids Go over some more spelling words And then uh, you know I gotta enjoy the weekend man It's a lot going on I need to take a little time off I'm not gonna play golf for a few days Just gonna enjoy my birthday with my family All right, y'all Love y'all. Make it a great weekend. All right. I'll see y'all next Thursday. Peace.